Welcome to Cherry Records Industrial Manufacturing Podcast. We're excited to continue our latest series titled Building a Competitive Recovery, where we will discuss the challenges of this COVID recovery landscape and provide strategies to position your company for future success. I'm Matt Brady, leader of the firm's industrial manufacturing industry group. Today, I'm joined by Jeff Bingston, leader of our deal advisory services group. Jeff joins me today to discuss part three of our series on the pros and cons of integration and overall M&A activities for your business. Welcome, Jeff. Thanks, Matt. Glad to be here. Well, ha- happy to have you. Certainly know uh, based on the environment, you're a, you're a busy man. So, so, Jeff, let's just dive in. What are the general industry trends you're seeing that are driving this M&A demand for specifically for industrial companies? Um, thanks, Matt. Um, well, I think that, you know, pandemic resistant businesses are are in high demand. Um, we all know that travel, hospitality, entertainment industries have been the most, you know, affected by the pandemic. But manufacturing companies that supply and support real estate, construction, um, digital services, um, continue to grow and continue to be in high demand. Um, Since the onset of the pandemic, you know, we've become ever more reliant on digital services with working from home, remote schooling, virtual meetings. We've all been on a ton of Teams and Zoom calls and all of it's dependent on reliable high-speed technologies. And so if you have a manufacturing company that's supplying those industries, um, you're certainly in high demand. You know, the second thing I think is uh, there's plenty of capital available. That has really been the case for the last, you know, five or so years. And I think there has been a pent up demand post COVID, you know, where a lot of middle market firms may have been a little bit uneasy doing deals in 2020. Now it's like um, accelerator, you know, to the floor. Let's get as many deals done as possible. And the way, you know, sort of the way I break it down, I I sort of break it down between sell side deals and buy side deals. Um, On the sell side, I think uh, more owners are wanting to sell in 2021, you know, very much because of these uh, impending tax increases, the Biden tax plan. Um, So when you take that, uh, a lot of sellers out there and combine that with all the capital that's looking for good deals, that's the reason why we're running around with our hair on fire. And then, um, you know, just we've probably talked ad nauseum about Biden's tax plan, but obviously moving cap gains from 20 percent to 40 percent range. Um, increasing uh, individual income tax rates, you know, from up to 39.6, from 37, and corporate income tax rates up. That obviously is motivating uh, sellers on the sell side. And then on the buy side, um, on the you know, I sort of break it into private equity and then sort of manuf- you know, tr- manufacturing clients. And on the private equity side. Um, they they continue to invest in new flat in new platforms, but they're doing significant add-ons to their existing platforms. So in a typical year, I may have seen three or four add-ons for various platforms on on certain PE clients. This year, we're seeing 
25 add-ons. And so not only do we get a new platform to do, you know, our diligence work on, um, but they're going to add on 10 new new deals on top of that, you know, to improve, you know, to improve their overall margins in their business. And I have two examples, uh, if you don't mind me sharing. Um, one was a large automotive accessories platform that one of our clients um, has invested in over the last five years. Um, they've done at least 15 add-ons this year because what they're seeing is, is a lot of the sellers, you know, in the lower middle market um, were going through distribution to buy a lot of the products, right? And so the distribution was taking a, a, a good amount of their margins um, out of the business and the large platform is dealing direct with the manufacturer. So by buying these guys, you know, they eliminate that middleman and, and are able to increase their margins. And that's one of the reasons why they're able to pay higher multiples for these businesses. Um, and then the second one is um, a lot of manufacturers are selling through e-commerce based platforms like Amazon, Home Depot, PayPal, eBay, etc. And so um, when you add a new product line, if you've already got your infrastructure in place, you can gain scale, you can eliminate inefficiencies, um, you know, getting rid of owner compensation, you know, on lifestyle type businesses, getting better freight rates now that you have more products and you're, and you're bringing full containers over from overseas, you know, getting rid of redundant sales and marketing functions is really, really, you know, juicing the margins for some of these new platforms. It's, it's interesting because certainly um, part of, uh, I think what I'm hearing is there's been a high demand for years, uh, but really COVID just kind of put some uh, some lighter fluid on the already existing fire. And uh, and obviously with capital out there and uh, and needs, uh, obviously that that came the primary, uh, primary driver for some of this activity. And, and I think the other thing I heard, Jeff, is some of it's product diversity, some of it's market saturation. Uh, which obviously both would would lend well to our industrials who are looking to grow. Um, I, I guess there's a piece of it too where it's probably where you're getting. You know, you mentioned a bit about supply chain, where you're getting your products from. How do you cut out the middleman? Do you feel like that's been kept normal pace, or has that been accelerated as well? Um, you know, I, I think that's been kept. You know, I mean, that's generally the reason that most PE firms are are you know acquiring businesses, right? They, they, they see a industry that um, is ripe for consolidation, right? There's a lot of synergies out there they can get by doing, you know, combining companies. Um, and, and, you know, and so that's what they're, they're chasing after. But um, what, what was the second part of your question? Yeah, well, I think you, I mean, you answered it. I think it's, is the trend, which it has been, has been to acquire to ease supply chain. I think, you know, you had given some examples on how do we, or how do businesses look at, again, that market saturation, which could be through M&A or product diversity. So no, you answered the question. And, and I think it's interesting because, you know, some people think all, again, some people think this just started or this just started ramping up, but it's, it's really been a trend for a longer time. And, and I think the accelerator comment really speaks to a bit of that. Um, what's what's happening with tax law and what what folks want to manage, um, truly try to manage between here and uh, now and year end. 
So, you know, if you were going to advise um, industrials or any any client for that matter on, you know, what they should be thinking about or what they should be focused on if they have buy side or sell side desires, I mean, what's your perspective on the next 12 months? Well, you know, everyone's scrambling to get deals done by year end uh, for obvious reasons. Um, if you can if you can save yourself that, you know, 20 percent on a transaction, it's it's a no brainer. Right. Um, so if you're you know, I, I just sort of thought of this. If you're looking to if you're on the buy side and you, you want to get some deals done, I would say that it's a great time to try to try to get deals done because there's sellers out there who want to get get the deal done by year end. Um, the biggest problem is is the accounting firms like us and the attorneys. They're so busy. They're we're we're part of the problem, right? Because there's so many deals out there, and you know, right now we're you know three to five weeks out on 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 new projects, and that's just because we just can't physically handle that many deals. Yeah, and and I think to that point. I- that's probably the same for the lawyers, to your point, and and really any firm. And I think that's uh, you you can hear you can read that in the paper, and you can hear that on the news. Just uh, time is of the essence. Yeah, yeah. And then on the I just wanted to mention on the sell side, you know, because because there's this sort of new influx of sellers, um, and matching them up with this enormous amount of capital, you know, uh, dry powder out there. It's a great time to sell your business, right? Because the multiples are outrageous. I've seen a couple of my buddies in the healthcare business just ring the bell for some pretty big numbers. And so, uh, as part of your ongoing retirement strategy as a business owner, um, I can't think of a better time to sell than 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 right now. Yeah, well, that that's a big enough carrot for a lot of folks uh, right there. The the tax savings, but also just the high demand. So. Um, I, I think, Jeff, it, it's easy to say we could probably talk about this topic for hours and we could talk about some of the, the, the pitfalls that can happen without good planning. Um, but but I think, uh, you know, for our listeners, you've certainly given a good idea of kind of what the general landscape is, what's what's generating this high demand and, and arguably pent up demand um, and, and how companies are really looking at it to navigate. So pr- appreciate that. Sure, sure. Um, so, so for our listeners, we, we hope while it was a brief conversation, you at least got a, a, a sneak peek at, at what that deal landscape looks like and, and maybe walk away with some, some ideas and, and thoughts on what you need to do in the short term. Um, additional guidance on this topic discussed today, uh, including the case studies highlighted by, uh, by Jeff and, and, and done by our deal advisory services team can be found on the related guidance section of this podcast page. Also, please visit cbh.com backslash guide for more. We hope you will tune in for the rest of our series on building a competitive recovery. Next, in part four, we will focus on the benefits new market tax credits can bring to your growth strategy. Then in part five, we will review the tax strategies available to offset some of those expansion costs. In the previous parts of our series, we discussed using digital strategies to optimize supply chain. And in part two, we focused on the impact of international tax changes and, and what those uh, tax law changes might do to your supply chain. So we appreciate you all for listening. And Jeff, thanks for joining us today. All right. Thanks for having me. Have a good day.